0: I cried, ship ahoy. Once again we say welcome aboard It's good to be with you at this time Brother Munn speaking Our program here called The Mariner's Call With you usually around the weekend period of time The book of 2 John chapter 2 Well it's really chapter 1 Only chapter 1 2 John chapter 1 We'll be reading verse 8 here And at this particular time We'll be talking about avoiding loss How do you take loss? Avoiding loss Thank you for just being there it is my—I'll uh, be honest with you—it's one of the one of the best things that I am involved in, as far as the ministry. We're thinking about radio programming and uh, the stations that air our, our uh, program here from the offices and ministry building, the studio officials of Men Ministries International. Thank you for allowing us to be part of the uh, uh, those who speak, those who broadcast. Uh, now, I'm not part of the music, I wish I love music, but uh, uh, the speaking in whereby we teach and preach the word of God. What a blessing just to be with you. Avoiding loss. If there's anything ever we can do to help you, feel free to correspond with us. You can do so. We're as close as the keyboard there. Our we think about how to get us via the internet is just f o m m . o r g just part of the World Wide Web, that www. All right, F-O-M-M-O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International, which is the mission arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama. Avoiding loss. What are you talking about, preacher? Second John chapter one, verse eight. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought. All right, again, look to yourselves that we lose not. Okay, avoiding loss. This is the fault this week. Look to yourselves that ye you lose not those things which we have wrought, but that ye, or we, receive a full reward. Now, what's being said there? There's a possibility as far as your work is concerned, all this has happened to a many a man in the business world. I mean, maybe he worked most of his life all to have, uh, we think about some security. We think about being financially secure and because of just maybe some foolish moves, it's all gone. You know, this can happen in the spiritual realm. You said, I I don't understand, Brother Martin. Those of you that are trying to live for God, I've seen situations where just in a moment of time for some fleshy gratification, some people took and throwed away everything they labored and served. We think about (laughs) rewards for serving God whether it will be financial or your investment in ministry as far as trying to lead people to Christ, or we think about mission work, you know. Just throw it away. Don't do that. So we think about avoiding loss. To be honest with you, I'm not a very good loser. Uh, I'm talking about now. When I talk about sports and things like that, yes, I, I've been involved with something like that, and I, I learned how to be a good loser there. But uh, we think about... Um, no one wants to be a loser in any realm. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, uh, you can lose your teeth, you can lose your hearing, you can lose your eyesight, you can lose your hair. You say, that's enough of that, Brother Mon. Okay, let's just leave that alone. But to see that that loss show up in the spiritual realm, that loss could affect you forever, my friend. While as far as maybe... My hearing, if my hearing gets poor, I can get an aid to hearing. My eyesight, I am now, I have a pair of glasses as I am facing this microphone. I'm looking I'm looking at the Bible through a pair of glasses. There's some aid there. But my friend, if you if you lose in the spiritual realm, it's a loss forever, you know. Forever and ever. Ever, what are you talking about? Second John chapter 1, verse 8, Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Then a child of God can lose his rewards. My friend, I, I, I don't know how to illustrate that. Outside, I guess you go to the book of Galatians, chapter 5, the book of Ephesians, Ephesians, chapter 5. It seems as if there some things that you can be involved in it will cause you to lose your inheritance. We think about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It talks about the Christian's works. It talks about uh, the judgment seat of Christ. This is the judgment for believers. It has nothing to do with my sin. It has to do with the labor and service that I've done for God. And uh, it says your works are tried for what sort they are. Now what's that? What sort? That has to do with motive. With motive. A oh, man one time was sitting in church. Very wealthy man. They're passing a collection plate. He runs, he runs his hand in his back pocket as fast as he can. The plate's getting close. He reaches in and he thought he had a one dollar bill and he throwed it in and it was a hundred dollar bill. You know, he made a mistake and he he, he stopped the usher and he said, I, "I've you know I, I made a mistake. Can I have that back?" No. No, no, you cannot if I put it in a plate. And the wealthy man said, well, God will bless me for it anyway. And the usher said, no, he won't. You intended to put in, and of course he intended to put in a dollar. See, as far as my life is concerned, I want to make sure that my motives are right. People sometimes, they go to church for the wrong reason. I've had men tell me I wouldn't go if it hadn't been for my wife. You know, Children say it. One of these days, the only reason I'm going down there is because my parents make me go down there, you know. See, it's our motive. Sometimes you have to judge your motive. And Sometimes the only person that knows that is you and God. I don't want to lose my rewards. I I can lose out in life in the practical realm. Maybe one day I lose my keys, and it bothers me emotionally, but only for a little while. Oh, but if I lose in the realm of the spiritual, it'll be a loss for eternity, I don't want to lose those things that I have wrought. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, those things that you work so hard for. Don't in a moment of time sacrifice and throw it away but that you receive a full reward for the child of God. Now, only think about rewards. Avoiding loss. Avoid that. Destruction, damage, ruin, defeat. Avoid it, you know. I guess... We could say we could lose. What do we have? When we are saved, we come to trust Christ as our Savior. He gives us peace on the inside, does he not? Peace. Oh, instead of war, peace. Uh, We call this peace that we have. As we think about, you know, whether or not I belong to Christ, the Spirit of God is on the inside, and he gives me what's called assurance. You know what? Whereby, I guess we get to say rather dogmatically as far as salvation is concerned, uh, that's something that you, you cannot lose because that comes from God. People say, well, I lost my salvation. You can't lose salvation if you have it. Sometimes people just lost an experience or they lost some mental assent that they give to the things of God. But if you're truly born again, salvation is a birth. You can't get unborn, but, my friend, you can lose peace and assurance as to this birth. Once again, you can't lose salvation because that's not a product of your effort. Can I repeat that again? All right, Salvation is not a product of your effort. That's what Jesus Christ did for you. And I trusted Christ to be my Savior in 1966. And salvation, as far as that is secure, and there's no way that ever can be undone, you know. But, as far as assurance, there's been many a time because of the fact that, oh, I found soon after salvation that I thought Wayne Munn was gone. I thought the old flesh was wiped away, you know. I memorized verses like 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. But I found out, like in Romans chapter 7, in Galatians chapter 5, oh, the old flesh was still there. Oh, yeah, it has to be reckoned dead. It has to be crucified. But sometimes it's very much alive, you know. And it's a battle and a fight, you know. And uh, if you listen to the flesh... Oh, there's times Satan has said, you're not saved because of the way you live. I'm not saved or lost the way I live anyway. I'm saved or lost as to my relationship to Jesus Christ. You you forget reading your Bible. You just don't read your Bible, my friend. Uh, Just refuse to memorize the scripture. My friend, if the devil will come, my friend, he'll launch out an all-out attack upon you. When he attacked the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus was very careful to say, as it is written, you know. So for the child of God, the Bible is filled with the New Testament, filled with things that brings peace in my heart, brings good assurance. Don't compare your life to other people. You can lose your rewards. Yeah, you could lose peace and assurance. You could lose your testimony. Your public avowal of your stand for Jesus Christ. Have you ever done that? Like, first of all, in front of a church? said, I want to tell everybody in here, we do this publicly through, we think about baptism, which is the public profession of your faith. I follow, I'm following Jesus Christ. And yet, there's a time in your life whereby you messed up. Oh, when it comes to following the Lord, you follow the old flesh, you know. And as far as testimony is concerned, people think about you and they spit on the ground. Oh, don't let that happen to you. Avoid loss. Keep that testimony strong. How do I do that? That has to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay close to Jesus. You can lose that testimony at home. You can lose it at church. You can lose it as far as the world is concerned. Think about people in the Bible that has done that. We think about Simon Peter. Oh, he warmed his hands by a bunch of sinners' fire, uh, fire where a bunch of sinners were there warming. And before long, the real Simon Peter came out of his mouth. Oh, wow, he was ashamed. And at that particular time, and I'm sure <clears throat> for days and weeks thereafter, people looked at him. Oh, you know, you're not a Christian, you know. Don't lose that testimony. And then as far as the Christian is concerned, don't lose that joy. What is joy? I'm not talking about fun. You know, joy, that's not some smiley face. That's not somebody with a bubbly personality, you know. Joy is something you have on the inside when the outside is falling apart. A cousin of mine the other day was told he has only a few days to live. He was sitting with his wife and said things like this, not complaining at all. He said, I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait. How wonderful is what joy, what peace there is in the Christian's heart and knowing that he's going to see the Lord soon. Joy, joy. David said, Lord, restore the joy of thy, people always quote that wrong. They say the joy of my salvation. It's not your salvation. It's that that God gave you. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. You know, it's important because that's your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It shows Christ is at the center of your life, you know. Joy is the flag that is flown from the castle of the heart when the king is in residence there. On a trip to Europe, oh, there was a time into England. There ought to find out where does the queen live. There I saw. How did I know she was in there? They had her flag (laughs) flying. How, How does the world know, my friend, that we belong to the Savior? Joy, joy, peace in your heart. And knowing though the world falls apart, I belong to the Savior. How wonderful it is to be saved. Avoid spiritual loss in your life. Until next week, Fisher Mund saying goodbye.